0: Big Sky Conference Basketball is back, starting tonight with a pair of premier matchups between the league's best teams, a couple of whom hail from the Treasure State. Hello, I am Colter Iwantes. In Bozeman, a battle of the Big Sky's best ensues as Montana State hosts Idaho State in the Marquee Big Sky Women's Basketball Game of the Weekend. MSU 17th year head coach Trisha Binford, the longest tenured coach in the league, has her team riding a five-game winning streak and sporting a seven and two conference record. Idaho State, 14th year head coach Sephen Soboleski, who is the second longest tenured coach in the league, has his is defending Big Sky Conference champion Bengals at 9-2, thanks in part to a 10-game winning streak that was snapped last week in Pocatello by Sac State. ISU bounced back with a win over Northern Colorado on Saturday. In Ogden, Utah, the Montana Grizz men can affirm themselves as Big Sky title contenders with a matchup against first place Weber State. Montana is on a four-game winning streak and has won seven of eight overall to take an 8-2 and league record to the Purple Palace. Weber State sits at 10-1 in league play after a 90-84 win over Eastern Washington on Monday, but Weaver's lone league loss came on New Year's Day in Missoula. The Lady Grizz host a Weaver State team that beat Sac State on Saturday to halt a six-game losing streak. And the Montana State men don't play because of an Idaho State postponement. MSU will play at Weaver State on Saturday. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. loves Grizz football. That's right. The famed 1980s music star was at the Eastern Washington playoff game. I saw him. I was like, holy cow. That's Huey Lewis. Gotta love, gotta love some Huey Lewis. Hope you're having a great day. Happy Thursday, everybody. I'm Coulter Nuwana's coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio here on Nuanas Now. Go check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest by visiting nwmsrocks.com. Miss anything in the first hour of the show? Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops across the Redpath. We also heard from Seton Soboleski, the head coach of the Idaho State Bengals. They play at Montana State, the game of the night in the Big Sky Conference, tonight in Bozeman. Lady Grizz here in town. So we'll keep you apprised of all that and uh, update you tomorrow on what happens with those two key Big Sky Conference matchups. you find everything from the first hour of the show, Nuana's Now podcast, proudly presented by the Advocates as well as Sportsbet Montana. Let's talk some big sky men's hoops. I was uh, in the studio earlier this week with uh, my brother, Brooks Nuanez, SkylineSportsMT.com. Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Miss anything in the first hour of the show? You can always find it on the Nuana's Now podcast. Probably presented by Sports Pet Montana and the Advocates. Hope you have a great Thursday. Basketball heavy here on Thursdays because of course it is basketball season as we March our way towards Boise, the Big Sky Tournament in Boise in about 30 days. If you want to go, we got a pass for you. All you have to do is text us and or tweet at us. You can tweet at Skyline Sports MT, tweet at 1029 ESPN, or tweet at Krista Redpath. Or you can text us here at the studio line as well, 406 888 1029. That's 888 1029. And we got a pair of passes for you to the Big Sky Tournament in Boise to send us. Big Sky in Boise in any of those forms or fashions. Great having Krista in. She's a wealth of information when it comes to Big Sky Conference women's basketball. And we're going to make the second hour of this show pretty heavy on men's hoops around the Big Sky Conference. Joined now by Brooks Nuwana in studio. We're actually recording this for you on a Tuesday. we got to tell you that these days. Upcoming, stay tuned, Randy Ray, longtime time Weber State head coach, joining us. A little while from now. And uh, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, is going to swing by as well. The game of the week on the men's side is Montana against Weber in Ogden. First place on the line in the Big Sky Conference. And on the women's side, the game of the week, absolutely in Bozeman. Montana State hosts Idaho State. That one should be a slugfest as well. That's actually probably the best secondary rivalry outside of the Montana-Montana State rivalry in the whole league. Seen Subleski been at Idaho State now for 14 years. Trish Binford been at Montana State for 17 years, so they are very, very familiar with each other and competing with each other. Brooks, before we get into some big sky hoops, I got two broad questions for you. One, is Barry Bonds a Hall of Famer? Absolutely. It has to be, right?
3: Yeah, it's one of the, you
0: know... Like, if your son, who's five years old, is getting
3: into sports, if he asked you, who's the best baseball player you'd ever seen? He'd be in the top five. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean... There's a lot of arguments out there. I think that there's a, that there are, a lot of them are fair. Um, there is a there is a portion of the voting ballot that includes having you know proper respect and etiquette for the game. It's like in the the constructs of <laughs> what you're voting on. Right. That's just baseball being you know a little bit uppity. I, well, okay. I, so I mean, are you
0: disrespecting the game by disrespecting reporters? Because that's what I've always had a hard time with. It's one thing to like slide spikes up and like throw splinters of bats at people. It's a different thing to just be surly when media guys are trying to interview you. Yeah, I mean, I like
3: all of that. Isn't this baseball? That's what I'm baseball saying. Baseball is just like, just like the entire sport is built off of getting some advantage so that you can do better than hit the ball one of every 18 times. Right. So, yeah, you know, a slight advantage here and there doesn't really bother me. I do subscribe to the thought of Barry Bonds was hitting off pitchers who were who were juicing right into outfielders who were juiced. Right. (laughs) It doesn't really bother me.
0: Into stadiums that were shrinking because everybody's building new parks. They're all band boxes. And I mean the whole
3: thing. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. They built
0: him a stadium so he could hit it into the, the cove.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. I think he's a hall of famer. I could see some other guys not being, the fact that he was on the precipice of the beginning of it. And and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong after the Balco and, and what was the report called? The, um, the Game of Shadows was the book and right, uh, the Mitchell, Mitchell Report. The Mitchell Report, yeah. After that comes out. All of that being said, I, I don't really did he ever test positive for steroids? Well, that's the whole thing too. It's pretty hard. That's, that's the whole. That's the
0: other crux of this whole thing. That's what people forget. Steroids were not were not illegal in Major Baseball until the mid two thousands. Two thousand four. Yeah. There was no. There was no testing. Right. They weren't breaking any rules. It was not illegal. Right. They don't have a doping policy. It's not the Olympics. Right. So were you guys actually cheating? I don't really know. David Ortiz has gotten the Hall of Fame, and I'm, I'm pretty
3: sure he, he tested was in the positive. He, was a, he tested positive for, sure for, for banned substances. Test, but it's all because he tested positive before he was ever anybody, and then never did again, and had one of the, the most legendary ba- playoff careers of all time. I mean, he's David Ortiz is a, no question a Hall of Famer, but then why isn't Barry Bonds, like you said, uh, how he treats reporters, none of that bothers me. <laughs> well, and that's what's miss-
0: we talk about what's missing from baseball, and I think that... The mark is being missed at such a high level. There's all this narrative about baseball's too slow, they need a pitch clock, blah, blah, blah. Most of what's missing from baseball is the characters. Right. The The stars. characters. (laughs) Baseball, better than any other sport by a long shot, had villains. Half of the greatest baseball players ever are villains. Ty Cobb is the ultimate villain, you know? Barry Bonds, Roberto Alomar, the players of our youths, that's what made them so fun. Half the guys are Cal Rifkin and Chipper Jones. The other half are Barry Bonds and Roberto Alomar. Yeah. That's awesome. And Albert
3: Bell and Mo Vaughn. That's
0: right. Like, yeah. guys that are just, like, complete, a bunch of words you can't use on the radio. Like, that's the whole point. Baseball players are catered towards that. Like, Roger Clemens being – he's the other one. It's Where it's like, okay, you can say he stacked wins and strikeouts the second half of his career that inflated his statistics. Roger Clemens was the most unhittable pitcher in baseball for when he was pre steroids. Right. I mean, you strike out twenty dudes in a game twice. You like,
3: you should be in the Hall of Fame. I also subscribe to the thought that you could you could induct Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame from I can't remember his rookie year nineteen eighty three to nineteen ninety eight. Sure, just induct just that version. Oh, no, that's exactly right. That's like, exactly right. Barry
0: Bonds, his real Barry Bonds was hitting three ten with four hundred forty
3: one home runs before he ever took a steroid.
0: Right. He's a Hall of Famer. He went 40-40 before he ever took a steroid. I agreed. He's a Hall of this Famer. He's the only guy that ever go 40-40 without taking steroids. Because only two guys ever went 40 only three guys ever went 40-40, Alex Rodriguez, Jose Canseco,
3: Barry Bonds. The other two, positive for steroids. Alex Rodriguez is not a Hall of Famer. Um, Alex Rodriguez should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame, but uh, it's di- it's a different level of egregiousness. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Um, Nuance now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. The other thought I had that you might find interesting, I was thinking about baseball in terms of NFL quarterbacks. And uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, they all legendarily played baseball. Uh, And I'm not just at Kyler Murray, but I'm not talking just about the arm angles and being able to throw on the run like a shortstop. Russell Wilson, very similar to that. I think one of the biggest things that baseball gives young athletes is it teaches them how to fail. Because you fail over and over again, it's the famous Bonds quote, right? If you've never, if you don't believe in slumps in baseball, you've never played baseball. Everybody gets a, gets in a slump. The best baseball players on earth go through six to eight weeks where they can't hit once every couple of years. I think in a lot of those guys they learned how to fail when they were playing baseball.
3: Oh,
0: I like it. It's it's an interesting parallel. I just I, I think I think that what we've seen the the sort of low hanging fruit of play multiple sports growing up and that catering to you being a better athlete, I think it's just on full display in the NFL more than any other sport.
3: Yeah, I, I saw it during Like, the there's d- no
0: single-sport athletes that are elite players in the league. Every single dude in the league that's an elite player played at least two sports, if not three or four.
3: Every single one. There was a—I saw a long Twitter thread uh, during the divisional playoff round of all eight quarterbacks were all multi-sport athletes. Many of them played four sports. You know, Ryan R- Tannehill, Tannehill played four sports, exactly. Four sports, and— um, Every single one of them played multiple sports, and I think it's a testament to the development of of young people. I think that, and we we digress a bit here, but I also think that
0: Jeff Choate was one of the most vocal guys against, Montana State, former head coach, was one of the most vocal guys against spring football. And he used to always say, well, spring football was because you had to run the rust off of the guys. You needed to get guys back in shape to then get them in shape to be able to do summer conditioning to lead into – Fall camp, but a lot of times fall camp was also to run the gristle off of guys because they've been working construction all summer. These dudes train year round now, so you don't really need that reacclimation to being in shape as much as just maintenance and building or whatever. What I'm getting at, though, is I think that there's a growing narrative that spring football is a little bit uh, uh, too much for young athletes to handle. What I would do is I would have all of my dudes run track. Absolutely. I would do walkthroughs with no pads, never hit ever in spring football, and have everybody run track. You're a lineman, great. You're going to go
3: throw. You know, teach balance, footwork. You're a fast guy, you're going to go run. I just feel like it would benefit everybody. Yeah, there's some pounding on the joints that's a little different, but I agree with you. I like that model. The NCAA is, is going to, to a vote to remove all contact from spring football. I don't know if you've seen that. Interesting. I I, I really think it'll probably happen. I just think it's crazy because there's been coaches that have
0: said no to guys wanting to do track. I think that's nuts.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's happened a, a ton of times, more
0: often than not. I mean, Chris Wilson went through that at Montana State where he was trying to do both, and he had to walk away and, and just run track. So, I mean, like Mikey Dean at Idaho State, he got – Nothing but better playing football than running track every winter. Yep, certainly. And I just think, I think there's an opportunity there. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Colter Nuanez, Brooks Nuanas coming to you on a Thursday. All right, let's talk some uh, Big Sky Hoops. This is an interesting dynamic that we have going right now with Mon- for both the Montana men's basketball teams. University of Montana, Montana State. Montana State... Under, in Danny Sprinkles' third year is approaching uncharted territory. They, they've won 12 out of their last 13 games. They're on a seven-game winning streak, and they're 8-2 and two in league play at the midpoint. That's not happened since you and I have covered uh, MSU together. They've never been in, in the, the inside track to be a conference champion in men's hoops in the eight years we've been doing this together. Not, not really even close. Right. So that's one dynamic. Montana is always a contender. But for the first time in our time covering Montana, they took a little bit of a dip. And, of course, they're still in the mix, but they weren't just this, like, absolute favorite and or one of the two favorites. That's what they've always been ever since we were kids growing up in Missoula. It's the You know, it's either the Grizz out in front of everybody or the Grizz and Weber and Eastern fighting it out. But the Grizz were, like, one step below. And they were, you know, on par with Northern Colorado and behind Southern Utah. That's a bizarre place for Montana men's basketball to be. I mean, here's the dichotomy. MSU now is going to have to navigate the second half of the conference season as a marked team. And they've never done that before. They've never they've never been the team with the target on their back. Montana, if they can win tonight at Weber State, they're in first place. It's crazy to say, because the Grizz are always among the, the conference contenders, but that's a surprise to me. It's a pleasant surprise that this group is in contention for a conference title. How do they then handle that dynamic? I think that there's such an interesting element there because you have one program reascending to where they rightfully belong, but a group of guys that have never been in that seat before. Like Josh Bannon's never been a part of the Montana basketball program when they are the dudes, when they are getting everybody's best shot. Montana State's never been in that position. as a, they, they haven't been in that position as a program since basically when Danny Sprinkle was still playing 25 years ago. So what do
3: you think of this dynamic as we enter the second half of Big Sky Conference play? I think it's tremendously refreshing. I mean, I think it's, for sure, I think it's awesome that I think it gives programs like Montana a, a, not a kick in the pants, but you never want to rest on your laurels. You want to you want to have sure. something to chase. Yeah, and you want to have guys have to build it themselves. Um, not that you know the, the classes in the last you know. So the senior classes the last three or four years are all guys who have contributed but came into a really structured winning program. Um, and they definitely elevated it. They took it to a, maybe, maybe another level, you know, back-to-back tournaments, appearances, et cetera, et cetera. But I think it's good for a program. I think it's good for a guy like Travis Takir uh, to have that, you know, that little spark to have to go coach it out and have to go fight and win. Um, so I, I, it's been fun to watch them grow as a team. Uh, especially because there is some youth there, but um, it's not given to them. They have to go earn it, which is, which is uh, I think, a good element in mid-major college basketball to have a team get better throughout the year. And hopefully, you know, if you go win a title, then take that momentum into a tournament rather than just wiping teams and going 18-2. and two. Um, So I think positive for Montana. And Montana State... How cool is it for Danny Sprinkle? You know, one of our favorite guys around, just because he's just you know nice as the day is long. I mean, he's just such a Montana. He's just a nice guy. Yeah,
0: he's just he respects everything that we do, and uh, and he, the thing that's interesting about Sprinkle to me too is when he was first hired. Th- that part of the narrative was well, the the favorite son is returning to Bozeman, but there's also part of the narrative of well, this guy is the only former player that's still in the coaching game that was ever part of teams that had incidentally tournament like success. But I think there was a lot of people that were skeptical. Is Sprinkle actually ready? Is he actually better than all these other guys that applied for this job? He's not a hotshot Brian Fish like from Oregon or you know a Brad Hughes who comes off of uh, Larry Kostoviak's staff that went to the NCAA tournament. Sprinkle's proven a lot of people wrong as well. I think that's been also refreshing.
3: Very refreshing. And you know, I think a piece of what you mentioned of the skepticism is why has he been an assistant at these like l- mid-major schools for fifteen years? Like, right. why isn't eight years? He's he at Cal State Northridge and, and Cal State Fullerton. Why not four like, years in Montana? State. Jump into a different tree. Why not? Right. That's a here nor there because he's been proven to be an excellent head coach. Uh, but he's got a very unique roster, and he's been able to 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 get some guys that when you first see him, I think I for me personally. Had some serious question marks of, like, this is what they're going to try to put out there. Right. This, this is the squad. Very unique uh, These roster
0: compilation, yes. We're
3: going to get a couple guys from the U.K. across the pond. We're going to get a couple guys, maybe a guy from Texas, maybe a guy, it's like the most random squad. So random. But they're really good. They're um, really good. And they have, they've had some 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 pieces hit. The Xavier Bishops of the world, you know, kind of a, a, a lateral transfer from their Division One. I, I think those kind of pieces are, are really interesting. And I think Montana State's a fun team to watch. They get up and down. They play really hard on defense. And those are kind of things that the effort level is there. So, from a fan perspective or from someone who's in the stadium, I think it's really, again, I go back to that word refreshing because you have a team that is on both sides from Montana Montana State that are having to chase it down and go get it. Nuanas Alley, ESPN Radio,
0: as well as SWX Montana Television. Brooks Nuanas joining me, Coulter Nuanas in studio. Recording this for you on a Tuesday, you're listening to it on a Thursday. The other th- factor in the league right now, Brooks, that I find interesting, is when it, in the conference season, in a normal non-pandemic-ridden slate, you have a Thursday game and a Saturday game. And whatever game comes first gets priority, just in terms of the narrative, in terms of the preparation, and then a lot of times the scout is a little bit of a shorter scout. So I know coaches have various ways of doing this where. You know, you you, you load up and then you you trust your team to be able to turn around and do it. Just one day of practice, one day of prep on Friday. Or maybe you prep for both teams leading up. But then sometimes that can be a distraction for your Thursday game. As much as the postponements and the cancellations are not great, they suck. It does sometimes, though, give you these interesting scenarios. So, for example, the Cats and the Grizz both got their games leading up to the rivalry game postponed. So then there there wasn't – I guess, excuse me, they didn't get postponed. There was games before the rivalry game because the game got moved to a Sunday, so there was multiple games in the week, so there wasn't all this hype leading into the rivalry game. Sure. Yeah. On the flip yeah. side now, though, Montana and Montana State both go to Weber State this week. The Idaho State games got postponed. To me, that's a huge advantage for the Cats and the Grizz because they can just concentrate on Weber. They can, like Danny Sprinkle squad can load up for Weber for five days before they play on Saturday. They also get to watch them play Montana on Thursday. Even though the Montana may be not as much of an advantage playing on Thursday, they still don't have another opponent looming. You can just focus on one team. It's tough task to go on the road and win at Weber, but I do think
3: actually it makes these matchups way more marquee. Yeah, and I think that's what you hope is these. You know, you get a Saturday matchup between two of the top four teams in in the conference. But for me, Coulter, I mean, I'll, I'll take the Thursday Saturday. Uh, no, no pandemic any day of the week. <laughs> yeah, bring it back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brooks Nuana in studio. Last thing for you, then on the uh, women's side, um, Idaho State and Montana State play in Bozeman tonight. That's the game of the week, maybe the game of the year so far in the Big Sky Conference. It's always fun. Watching those two squads because Trisher Binford, seen Sobolewski, two of the best coaches in the league, two of the, the longest tenured coaches in the league, and they couldn't be more different. Seaton is just, you know, he's Mount Vesuvius. He's ready to erupt at any time. And Trish is just the, the most calm, steady-handed coach in the conference. And it, it's just fun watching uh, those two uh, compete against each other. Also fun, though, watching these two teams because Idaho State, I mean, you talk about – You talk about Montana State's, or excuse me, Montana State men's roster compilation. I mean, Idaho State, they're the most internationally flavored, crazy team there is. Uh, Stefania Ors has been in college for a a decade, I feel like, and the rest of the squad, they come
3: from all over the globe. So this should be a good one in Bozeman tonight. Well, absolutely. And and as you mentioned, I mean, Seton Sobolewski is ready to explode at any moment. He's like the dog on the other side of the fence, (laughs) which just barks and barks and barks and wants the neighbor dog to play with him. And Trish just won't do it. And it gets close. Every now and then she wants to, you know, mess around with it. But Seaton tries to bring you into his game. And a lot of times that's taking it down, making it pretty dirty. Uh, you know, not illegal by any means, but he certainly likes to make it physical. Uh, and and the, those that, that matchup I, I think has been, you know, one of the best two or three rivalries in the entire league, men's or women's, for the last, you know, better part of a decade. No, I was now ESPN Radio, SWX
0: Montana Television. Brooks, Noana's in the studio. Thanks for being here, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Battle for first place in Ogden at night. Weber State hosting Montana. Randy Ray, the head coach of the Wildcats, as well as Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, next. he be right here, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. Talk so Montana? Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Colter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. We're trying to figure this out. We got a, a lot of stuff going on here. But uh, anticipating in a few moments to hear from Ray Ray, head coach of the Weber State Wildcats. His squad host, Montana, showed up for first place in Ogden tonight. Weber 10-1 and a Big Sky Conference play this year. Their lone loss on New Year's Day to the Grizz here in Missoula. And Montana, they're riding a four-game winning streak. They've won seven out of their last eight, and they sit at 8-2 and two in league play. So the winner of tonight's game will have a, not an inside track, but certainly an upper hand as the second half of Big Sky Conference play gets underway. Montana State, no game tonight. They were supposed to play Idaho State, but Idaho State uh, postponements because of COVID issues. So MSU... Well, they will be in Ogden though on Saturday. So just a single game of the weekend for both Montana and Montana State. But then Montana State will be back in action on Monday uh, against Idaho State in a makeup game of that postponement. How are we doing? Can we go to Randy Ray? Think so? Great. Well here's Weber State, longest tenured coach in the league, four time big sky Conference coach of the year. Randy Ray, his team hosts hosts the Grizz here in about an hour and a half. Well, happy now to welcome in a guy who's joined us plenty of times here on ESPN Radio on Nuwana's Now, Randy Ray, longtime head coach for the Weber State Wildcats. His squad hosts Montana Thursday night in Ogden, Utah. And coach, before we get into the matchup, first I want to ask you just broadly about the league. You've been in the league for quite some time now, and uh, the league is always evolving. But, but now, coming out of this last strange year, kind of almost getting back to normal, but still with some hiccups every once in a while, just from a basketball perspective, how have you seen the league and the landscape of the league change here uh, this year? What do you think of just the league in general this year?
2: Uh, I think it's good. I think it's really good. I think you got uh, you know you got probably five teams you know that are really pretty dang even um, and really competitive, really good, really good teams. You know, and uh, so I think it's it's you know you got two or three teams that might might not be in the picture, three, four teams, whatever it might be. But those top teams are really, really good. You know, we just played uh, Eastern Washington. I think they got a very good basketball team. And uh, they're right there. You take Montana, Montana State, Southern Utah, Northern Colorado. I think those are high-quality teams. You know, maybe as good a teams from a, you know, a five-team standpoint that we've had uh, for a long time. So, yeah, it's been good. I watched Easter Washington in Missoula on Saturday night,
0: and it was so interesting watching the Eagles because I you know, followed them very closely, covered them throughout the years. But I feel like the whole first half I was looking down at my roster because they have 12 new players and um, a largely new coaching staff as well. So, I mean, from a scouting perspective and all that, I mean, what's it like trying to prepare for a team that does have so many new faces? That's not, And that's not really that uncommon in this league. So many teams do have so many new guys in the fold.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it makes it a little difficult, you know, usually. And, you know, with COVID last year and a lot of guys coming back this year, there are a lot of veterans in our league this year, a bunch. But that is the one team that kind of changed their roster up and did a really good job doing it. And uh, they play the same style but with different guys. And uh, so it was a little bit strange, you know, to play them and get a feel for them while you're playing them. But, uh, but I thought they've, uh, they're doing a good job and, you know, they're on a crazy – schedule right now like all of us are but uh, but uh he's done a good job David's done a good job with his
0: team No doubt about it. Weber State Head Coach Randy Ray joining us here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio His team coming off of a 90-84 win over Eastern Washington on Monday. Kobe McEwen, 24 points to lead the way for the Wildcats and Coach, the last time I saw you, the last time we chatted was on New Year's Day and that was in Missoula after your lone conference loss uh, this season Now here we are Chatting about a month from then, what's changed about your team over last month? What have you liked about the way that they've grown?
2: Um, you know, I, just, I, I like this team because number one is they come to work every day and uh, they don't take days off, and they're uh, you know they're they're a tough group, they're a competitive group, they play hard and they've been very consistent about doing it and uh you know they're a group that's pretty motivated they want to try to do some good things and be as good as they can be and and that's the thing i really like about the team is is the consistency that they come to practice with and show up for most of the games with and so it's been fun to coach that way and we got a little bit of an older group so it's a more mature group and and uh Guys that have been through it and done that and been there and all those kind of things, so they kind of get it. And uh, so it's been fun to coach these guys. They're, they're and they're pretty self-motivated. They they hold each other accountable and they don't take it personal. Uh, and they try to be as good as they can be. So it's been fun that way.
0: Weber State now 10 and one in league play, 17 and five overall, and undefeated since the Lone Conference loss in Missoula on that day, January first. So, coach. Just take us through the matchup. Montana has been per- playing pretty well since then as well. Thursday night, though, Grizzlies coming to town with some first-place ramifications on the line. What do you think of the matchup with Montana?
2: Well, it's same same kind of thing, right? I mean, we uh, they got a good team. You know, I think we got a pretty good team. Um, it should be a good one, you know. I, I, I like, you know, Travis has done a great job up there, and uh, he's got really good players, and he coaches them really, really well. They're a very disciplined team and uh he's 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 always done that but i I like their squad a lot you know they're very fast you know they can play different modes they can play a little bigger they can play smaller uh i really they really defend well uh i'm really impressed with their defense and how hard they play and and their scheme and how they do it um and then you know they're gonna they're gonna drive that ball and get the ball to the paint you know travis has always done a good job of Using his personnel very well, and this is a this year's no different. You know he puts them in position to to play to their strengths, and uh, but I really like their team a lot. You know they got a lot of weapons. Uh, you know the Bannon kid is made great improvement. He's a terrific player, and you go right down the line, Bizz Peasley and Whitney, obviously. So they got a good team, and should be a good matchup.
0: Duanas no, now been Radio, SWX Montana Television, Randy Ray joining me, Colter Duanas here on a Thursday leading up to Weaver State's game against Montana Thursday night in Ogden, Utah. Coach, Dante Bissett Dante was not uh, available when you guys played Montana the first time around. What we'll sort of boost does the big center, former Florida transfer, give you guys in the middle?
2: He's been playing pretty well. He really has. You know, he had some health things he was taking care of, and it took him a while to get everything, you know, get his body back and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, since we've started playing him, uh, every game, it feels like he's he's getting a little bit better and a little bit better, and he's starting to play with a lot of confidence. You know, it's what we were missing on our team was any kind of, we weren't getting a lot of production from the five position for quite a few games, and he's given us some production there and given us some defense and a little bit of rim protection, and, um, you know, he's a big body, strong kid, and he's been around, you know. He knows how to play and got a pretty good feel for the game, so it's something we've been lacking we were lacking for a long time and he's kind of given us that little uh that boost in the middle that we've been uh, looking for
0: well tonight between weber and montana State, it's always a fun game it's always up and down and a lot of action from your perspective coach what are the keys tonight if you guys are going to get it back from the grizzlies
2: well we got to defend you know that's our whole deal when we defend well we give ourselves a chance and uh, that's all i ever concern myself with is is our defense and You know if we can play to the level we're capable at we got a pretty good team and so we're gonna have to defend these guys they they do a great job of getting that ball into the paint making plays they run a lot of good stuff and so that's going to be a big challenge is if we can defend them and you know they're going to try to get the ball in the paint a lot and we're going to try to keep it out of there as much as we can so there's going to be a battle there you know and then uh, and then we've got to be really patient and move that ball on offense because they're so good defensively that you, if you take the bait and try to score early on their defense, you just won't get good shots. And so we're a ball moving team. We got to get it side to side. We got to share the ball, and and then uh, you know we got to play at a high level of offensively against their defense.
0: Ray Ray, Ray we state longtime head coach here on New Orleans Down. Coach, appreciate the time. Thanks so much for being with us.
2: Yep. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Griz in Ogden tonight. The Purple Palace. Riley Corcoran, the voice of the girls will be on the call from the Montana side of things. He'll join us next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio.
2: This is Nuwanez Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula.
0: Welcome back to us Valley, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. A little more than an hour away from tip time, both here in uh, Missoula, Montana, hosting Weber State Women's Basketball. The men, are, they're playing in Ogden. Our guy Riley Corcoran will be on the call. Let's do it. Let's hear from the voice of the Grizz. Ones now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Appreciate Randy Ray, 17th year head coach of Weber State Wildcats, for joining us Busy evening for him. His team hosts Montana tonight in Ogden, Utah. The D special events Center, one of the hardest places in the Big Sky Conference to play. One of the great home court advantages. And Weber, they just have so much tradition. And that's what makes the Montana-Weber rivalry so good. Because both schools have been uh, sort of battling each other for conference supremacy. Pretty much since the Big Sky started back in 1963, I think that these two schools, these two men's basketball programs have well over 50% of the titles uh, in the history of the league. And uh, so very impressive. It's always fun when Weber and Montana get together. Let's hear from the Montana side of things. Voice of the Grizz, Riley Corcoran, joining us for the second time this week here on Nuwana's Now. We're actually recording this a little early uh, because he will be uh, obviously in Ogden. So, Riley, um, Montana handed Weber their only conference loss so far this year, 74-72 in Missoula on New Year's Day. And uh, Weber's been lights out since then. A dichotomy of style is sure to play out tonight. were the best offensive team in the league. Montana's the best defensive team in the league. What do you think of this matchup?
1: Well, it, it's been fascinating to watch because although on paper it looks like Weber State probably is the better team and probably maybe has been in previous years, Montana has had their number. They have won nine of the last 11, and there is something that Travis Dekir and this staff, that they do during this matchup that is in Weber State's head. There are clearly matchups in this league that are mental. Lady Grizz going to Bozeman, that's mental at this point. I I think Weber State playing Montana, no matter how good their record is, going into Boise last year, that should have been a runaway for Weber State. Montana got their biggest win of the year, propelled them into into this season, and now I, I think it's continued to motivate Weber State. This is the longest drought that Randy Ray has had without winning a Big Sky Conference title. And this is the team absolutely on paper they're the favorite. I know it's a first-place showdown here tonight, but... Weber State is the favorite to win this league. Montana knocked him off. Defensively, they just got him out of sorts. Making Weber State go into long stretches without scoring um, has been so fascinating to see how they've done it in this matchup. I think the biggest difference round two, though, is the emergence of Dante Bassett. He has now been, he had some conditioning issues earlier in the year, and Weber State just didn't have a five-man. And we, we were saying after that New Year's Day game that Man, they have all the pieces. Cody Carlson's not quite the same. Can they get a guy in the middle? What's wrong with Bassett? Well, Bassett's finally started to... to start, to play, to emerge. I mean, he erupted Monday against Eastern Washington. To me, he's the true difference. If he plays to his capability, no one in this league has the answer. It's going to be fun to see, though, how Montana mentally plays with Weber State tonight. You play in the Purple Palace, my eyes bleed every time I go in there. (laughs) It is a lot of purple all over the place. But you're right, this is what what matchups are made for. We're in early February. You have the two best programs in the the conference going at it for what could be a regular season conference championship. It's all you can ask for. It should be another great matchup between two coaching Titans in Randy Ray and Travis Tecure.
0: Dante Bassett, one of the most talented players in the league. He's a Florida transfer and a guy that, if and when he can put it all together, I mean, he's, he's different than most of the guys in this league. They also have another one, though, in Marquette transfer, Kobe McEwen. He's lights out. He lit it against the Grizz in Missoula on New Year's Day. I thought he was the best offensive player I've seen so far. He had 16 points in the first half. Then they made a switch. That was sort of the, the first emergence of Brandon Whitney. And uh, he Brandon Whitney held uh, Kobe McEwen down, uh, I think, six points in the second half. But still, not often guy gets 22 against the Grizz. Uh, but, but he's a key factor for for Weaver State tonight.
1: He is. And I think coming into the season, he he was the guy that was brought in to maybe be that Big Sky MVP type player. And I think he's certainly in the conversation right now. But that, that as we talked about on Tuesday, that is absolutely the matchup to watch. Brandon Whitney against Kobe McEwen, in my eyes, on paper, that's your... Front runner for the MVP against the frontrunner of defensive MVP. So what more could you ask for in a one-versus-two showdown um, with these two? But Kobe McEwen's done it the right way, and it's been interesting to watch. And again, this is for a longer conversation. You just talked with Randy, but just how he has adapted to the times of college basketball. And I give him a lot of credit because this is a league, and these were programs, Montana, Weber State, they build, freshmen build them up. Randy Ray two years ago said, screw it. No, not doing it. I'm going a different route, and that's why they are positioned right now where they are.
0: It is fascinating to watch. Coach Ray is old-school guy, so to be able to buy in, I mean, I'm not comparing him to Mike shashetsky in, in his lore and accomplishment, although Randy Ray is a phenomenally the accomplished guy. He's kind of the, the Mike Krzyzewski of the big sky, though, because he has been a Weaver forever, and uh, whoever thought Coach K would be doing this one-and-done stuff, and then he, he is, and he did it all the way until the end of his illustrious career. So uh, it is a good point. Riley, this is a it, the last question for you. This is an interesting dynamic, too. It's hard to say that it's ever a surprise that Montana's contending for a Big Sky Conference title. Yet, because of sort of the growing pains they've gone through as a program the last couple years, I think that where they're sitting right now at 8-2 in conference is a pleasant surprise to me. I, I, it, you always believe Montana's going to be among the top teams, but... This group had a lot of room that they had to grow. They needed – they were a long ways away at the end of last year and coming into this year. They did have some flashes down the stretch last year, their last two home games, and then into Boise where they won a couple games in the tournament. And they carried that momentum a little bit. But this team has come together quite a bit. That said, they're playing the first-place team in the league this year, a team that was picked to win the league – what would a win do for Montana? Because I think all of a sudden now it sort of changes the narrative of the season. It's not just this Chris team's right in the mix. It's, it's this Chris team is a true, absolute conference title contender.
1: When you just said that, it kind of opened my eyes even yeah. more. Of like, man, if they do come out with a victory yeah. tonight, it changes the whole dynamic of this. Because I think, I think it's it's pretty safe to say. And me and you as people that are closer to the program, but understand the big picture. This wasn't – this isn't built to be Montana's year. I think that this right, is kind right. of the, the big step forward, prove that we can compete, but we're laying the groundwork for the next two years. I think that that is just the general sense. That's that's not overstepping whatsoever.
0: Well, because, you know, Southern Utah has multiple sixth-year seniors back that are outstanding players like Tavion Jones and, and John Knight III and Hazen Fawcett. Montana State has a trio of sixth-year guys. I guess Bellow's not a sixth-year guy, but Jabril Bello and Xavier Bishop and Ahmed Adamu and Abdul Muhammad all – guys have been around the league for several years and and we were with the transfers they added and the guys they returned the same scenario it's montana isn't The team that returned these stacked rosters, they returned a lot of young talent, but they're not nearly as old as the other three contenders in this league.
1: And add Northern Colorado in there, too. They're one of the oldest teams in the country with six guys in the rotation, five of them being seniors. But you're right. I think that we thought this team was going to have to go through growing pains. And, And they have this year, and they still might in the final 10 games of the regular season. But the fact that we are talking about a first week in February showdown where they can sweep Weber State potentially and leave the night In first place, I mean that's just hard to fathom at this point. I still think, regardless of what happens in this game tonight, if Weber imposes their will and wins this game by 15 to 20, I still think the recipe for Montana—they go into Boise no one's going to want to play them because of their history, because they are capable of beating Weber State. They proved that on New Year's Day here. Um, where, where These guys are certainly in the right spot. And I think that you have seen the confidence build. It has been really fun after Christmas to watch this team. After the, the non-conference finale against Santa Clara, everybody left for 10 days and you still kind of had question marks. Well, you've seen this team really grow up the last couple of weeks, and, and I think the sky's the limit. They're starting to believe in themselves. Tonight, it's kind of, hey, you have earned The right to be in this conversation. Now, are you ready to compete with the prohibitive favorite in the league? It's going to be great, Coulter, and I think it really tonight sets up the stretch run for the beginning of the the end of the season for all of us, and it'll be a fun show at 7 o'clock.
0: Ryan Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. You can find his call on the Grizz Radio Network. You can also find the game on ESPN Plus tonight as well. Weber State hosting Montana first place showdown in Ogden, Utah, 7 p.m. tip. Thanks so much for being here, man. Pleasure. Absolutely. Have a good one. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Thanks for being with us. We'll set you up for what's going down on a Friday. Keep it right here. See you tomorrow, Nuwana's Now. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally.